0: potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own and display your talent, shoot them an email at the, Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur a small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise on the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility. We have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. i not, we're going to go with we. We now have, be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's K-O hyphen dot com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So shout out to Latoya Shantae Soul Inspired Kimberly Hall and Kim Isaiah that's why I'm all hyped up on this call. Here we go. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby BabyO, D-Rocky Livingstone! Woo! Well, and today we got a... Ooh, I am back in the satellite office in Wally World, Connecticut. Woke up this morning, you know, and just um excited, glad to be alive. Uh, you know, there there are two parts of my brain, I don't know how yours functions, but I think. There's one guy who's like, yo, let's just let's just stay under the covers. And I don't know if that's the same guy. Can't be the same guy. I'm glad you downloaded the movie app. Ah, yeah, that's good You'll be able to do the recording. I don't know if that is the same guy that once I hit the snooze, I didn't hit the snooze button this morning. But um, I don't know if that's the same guy that condemns you then once you do hit the snooze button. Should you be a snooze hitter, you know? Oh, there was this clocky, this phone that would jump off the nightstand, and then you have to go chasing it across the room. You're going to teach your grandson virtual kindergarten. Ah, uh, congratulations! You have treats and stuff. Oh, virtually. Oh, so there won't be any snacks, any treats, or anything. That's all right. That's all right. Did you? Did you? Do you have um supplies? You send out supplies, Sandra? Sandra's on the line. She is actually teaching a ki- virtual kindergarten class. Must be nice. Virtually kindergarten. That's all right. You know? Exciting stuff. You have people that are, that are out continuing to create content. Um, I came across a an app. Not an app. A a, a uh, you get this, this these news articles. Um, and sometimes you know you get an email. Sometimes it's it's helpful, and sometimes it's just like. Oh, spammy. In this particular email, there's a lot of podcasting news and so they had um in there a, a a company who had they developed an easy way for you to set up in one location all of your episodes, all of your social media stuff. They do a, a whole website for you and you're just as answering a few questions. Thing took less than five minutes. I liked the way it was displayed. I was like, oh, this is nice. And I like to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm pretty big on, on um you know, service. I like the personalized service. I ask you a question, you answer the question. It works out well. You know, I don't like getting ignored. And the worst thing I think you can do to like a podcast is somebody likes to talk is to not talk to them. I'll find someone else to talk to. I can talk to myself. I'll sit in this car. I'm actually in here. There's no other guest except those folks that I'm talking to right now on Facebook Live. But to be able to reach out to uh, an app and say, hey, listen, I've got a question. They ask for feedback. I provided them with some feedback. They get back to you. I like that kind of thing. I think that's a good thing. I can't go to it now because I'm actually, I'm on the device here. And so, yeah, but I can't show it to you. But I will I will link, put the link in the, uh, the show notes so you can see it. So if someone is thinking about um, setting up a podcast. It, it pulled in all of your, your past episodes. It premiered three at the top so people can kind of get a feel for what, um, what they should kind of tune into if they are new to your show. So I thought it was pretty cool. You know, you set up your own website. And I like the uh, the soft sell. Um, you know, I like salespeople who are honest. You know, there's, there's something to be said about you know, I guess if you if you were a used car salesman and for a while, they, you know, they would they would get a bad rap. And everybody, this car was previously owned by a little old lady. And where is she from? All together now, you can type in your answer in the notes there. You know, I would probably spell Pasadena incorrectly, but it was owned by a little old lady from Pasadena. I think people have gotten a cut like, yeah, we've heard that. Let's not repeat that. But that is the thing, it's some of my own personal biases, you know, like I've had this thing against Subarus, but um, it, it's, you know, sometimes I get cut off on the highway, and nine times out of ten, there's no statistical data to support this, it's usually a Subaru in front of me, you know, I don't really have anything against Subarus, you know, a good friend of mine owns a Subaru, you know, so yeah, and she she had a pickup truck at one point, so yeah. It's just my random thinking, but I think there is something to be said about someone who flies a big giant flag on the back of a pickup truck. I get, I get, I get concerned. I've got to tell you, I get concerned. I don't know if that's you or not. Uh, Kramer, and not Kramer from Jerry Seinfeld. He's another um, individual. Kramer, you know, Money talks, and he's, he's on it. He's got, he has... Uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, on. And he says, like, during the episode, crazy Nancy Pelosi, you know, I'm just joking, that's Trump. As if that was like a joke. He said, I know you're joking. She said, but you you said it. And she she handles things so tactfully. She's petty, too. But I like her petty. And I guess that's my own personal bias, you know. And then he apologized. But there's this, yo, there's this, this idea of you're just going to insult and making, like, name-calling normal. Like, I don't particularly care for you, so I'm going to call you a name. Mm -hmm. And this guy's not bright. Not bright at all. Sitting down with a, um, you know, with George Stephanopoulos, and uh, George asked him a question, and I've got the audio, because that's part of what I did this morning. I downloaded the audio. I will insert that, here now but i can't play it and insert it now because i'm online with you guys so when you listen to the completed episode you will hear george and and um and 45 discussing this herd mentality
2: and we are going to be okay. We're going to be okay, and it is going away. And it's probably going to go away now a lot faster because of the vaccine. It would go away without the vaccine, George. But it's going to go away a lot faster. It would go away without the vaccine? Sure, over a period of time. Sure, with time, it goes In many on. deaths. And you'll develop, you'll develop herd like a herd mentality. It's going to be, it's going to be herd developed and that's going to happen. That will all happen. But with a vaccine, I think it will go away very quickly. Got to take a quick But break. I really believe we're rounding the corner and I believe that's true. As you know, Dr. Fauci disagrees with that. Well, I mean, but a lot of people do this, do agree with me. You look. And it just, just all off.
0: It's just like no herd mentality is what your, your followers have. They just kind of all just kind of go along. Excuse me, and follow you as if they think what you're saying is correct. This herd theory that he's talking about is would co- that's that's not a strategy for combatting for combating COVID. That's like that that that's not that's not a strategy. I and mean, he's not a doctor, but he says these things, and people are like, yeah, I believe him. I believe a a real like I'm not going to a real estate broker for medical advice. I'm just not. I just mean I mean I could be wrong. Maybe I should be a little bit more open-minded, but on this particular topic, I'm not going to a real estate developer, broker, uh, I'm not coming to Google or Facebook for medical advice, um, you know? Just just not this not me. I'm not I'm not going to do it. Just doesn't, doesn't make sense. You know, you go to someone who's who's a specialist. Who, I, why would I not take the word of of someone that's been in the field forever? And I've got to know is anyone uh, going to take the vaccination? I mean, you're signing up, you're raising. Anyone out there considering? I don't think I'm going to. Uh, I won't be first in line. I'll let some of the uh, Trump supporters go ahead and they'll take one for the team. I'm all for that. I'm all for them taking one for the team. I'll sit on the on the sidelines. That's just my personal, you know, thing. I'll, I'll wait. I'm not. I'm not going to follow you guys. Taking and it just makes it so uncomfortable for people to not to be able to trust your, your government. Should I, should I take this? Is this, is, is this something lurking in the bushes? Huh? I don't know. It may be something lurking in the bushes. And supposedly like the other day I saw a bear while I was out on the road. And this was like a small bear. Um, and so I stayed in my vehicle because I figure I was trying to get my camera situated so I could take a, a shot, you know. And I looked up and I'm like, "Yo, wait a second, is this? This is a bear." And so now, in the news, uh, I guess this week, they they found a bear devouring the remains of a human. I'm like, "What is this bear doing now? Like, what is this human? Beer? Why? What? What happened? Like, what happened to the?" Like how did this happen? How did he how did the bear encounter this individual? Was he out there hunting the like what what happened? Was he already dead? And then he found it. Like you don't know what happened, but they killed the bear. And their rationale for killing the bear was, yo, once he's got a taste of human meat, you know, he's he's going to consider us food. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, I'm not going near a bear. And what I found so funny was, not even so, not funny. So I'm sitting here. Imagine a bear runs past. He goes off into the clearing over here. Other houses. We're in a neighborhood. So this wasn't like a, a park or anything. This is in Connecticut. He runs past, goes into where he came from. A man comes out of the bushes from his house. And he's got his, um, his ha- house phone with him. And he's following the bear. Did I see the bear? Yeah, I saw it. He went that way. And he goes behind the bear, like searching for the bear. I'm not here. I'm not. I got nothing for you, man. I, I, you know, I think we should, we should all stick together, but I'm not going pursuing a bear. And this was a small bear. This is a bear that you would think mommy bear, papa bear is near. I'm not. I'm not, I'm staying in the car, you know, because God forbid Papa and Mama come out, you know, they might turn, I I got a small car, you know, I'm not, I don't have a, I don't have, I, it's a carry state, but I don't, I'm not carrying a weapon. I don't have any protection against the bear. So what am I going to do? I, I, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. You have to protect yourself. And that's, that's, that's what I'm about. Protect myself. Had a great interview yesterday with I told you at the start of the interview. For some reason, like I um his name just like escaped me. He's a gynecologist, originally from Alabama, now residing in Atlanta, Georgia. Um good brother, you know. And it, it it was it was a good interview, man. I really I really enjoyed talking with him. You know, you, you think about um you I don't know if you ever seen you, you I used to visit houses you know, in East New York, knocking on doors, trying to get kids to, to come to school. And each home would have like a different, a different vibe to it. You know, in some places you go in and there's, there's, there, there's like peace. And even after, you know, doing, running the drop out prevention program and you visit someone's home, some homes, you get a sense of, peace you know serenity maybe it's the ambiance the whatever you know they got the flowers there's some incense some sage, something happening but it's a it's a it's it's peaceful you know you ever get that and some places you go into and it's like turmoil you can tell it's just it's a lot it's a lot happening it's a lot going on you know nobody's moving around but it just seems like there's a lot happening well this brother's very um very very serene very peaceful you know he's a gynecologist He's been doing it for 16 years, also a professor. And um, yo, I, I I really, I really enjoyed the the conversation and just just real talk. Um said it came from a generation where it was like, men don't cry, you know, you just suck it up. You just, you know, that was his, that was, that was how he was brought up. And he said, you know, things change and he's trying to, he's conveying, he said, you know, you're, you're lucky. He's telling his son, yo, you're lucky, man, because now you have, you, you know, you have a, a, a full range. You're, you're able to express a full range of emotions. And I think that that is a good thing to be able to express a full range of emotions, especially for for for, for, for us as, as dudes and even even young people, you know, young men coming up. You know, to be able to, yeah, I'm sad. He said he had two emotions that, you know, he's either happy or sad. I'm like, yo, there's there's a lot of stuff in between there. But, you know, it was something that we we didn't talk about. Men don't cry. You know, you just work until you die. And that just never made sense to me. You know, that's it. That's it. We just go out, get a good job. And so, you know, get your education, get a good job. And then I was like, is there something else coming? There's got to be more to it. Than that. And I think that's where people get caught up and you get, you know, start climbing the ladder of success only to realize, yo, the ladder is against the wrong building. Oh, shut that! I got to move this ladder. You know, come on ladders. is a guy who was doing some, uh, he's doing some painting. Um, and you, you watch somebody's like, I really don't, I don't think, I don't think you've watched Norm. You know, Norm, this old house. I used to be the the show when I first became a homeowner. That was the show that I watched so I could get, you know, it was like it was the early bake shows or or cooking shows that women would watch. And I said that like that's sexist, right? But if you're into cooking and you want to learn how to cook, you'd sit down and you'd watch Julia Childs or whatever. I wanted to figure out, you know, these little home techniques. So I watched, I would sit around and I would watch this old house. I wasn't watching a game like this old house. It was like, yo, this was cool. You know, they. They'd get this old house and they'd revise it. Norm would come out, you know, and he would, you know, he would do his things, carpentry thing. It was, it was, it was, it was like a saver, you know, to be able to, um, yo, okay. They did a, they had a plumbing episode or they had this thing and you had this project that you're thinking about working on. Do you call a plumber or do you watch Norm? You know, there's no YouTube. So you either go to the library and get a how-to book or go to Home Depot. And I think back then you might have been able to find somebody at the depot to talk to, you know. If you were lucky. You find somebody to talk to in the early days, and then, and then you go home and you tackle this product with, you know, this project with confidence. And you know, you might be a a wife, and you know your hubby is 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 not handy, and you can tell. And he's like, "Honey, do you want to call? You might want to call someone." This guy looks like. You might want to call somebody, man, because the way you're tackling this project, I really, I don't have confidence in it. I got, that's my personal bias. I don't, maybe just by the way, it just doesn't look like, doesn't look like a, uh, like a painter. You know, it there, there's stuff that needed to be there's a process. You know, you watch somebody do something good and you 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 discover, oh, they've set a standard in your head. Oh, this this is why you're supposed to scrape. You scrape off the old stuff, you know, you plat you sand, you know, all this prep work. I know about prep work. He's painting and he hadn't scraped. I'm like, you're not, this is not. This is not, this is not the process here. I, I know the process. This is not, but everybody's got their own thing. I ain't paying them, you know, so yeah, whatever. But it doesn't really, doesn't instill a sense of confidence in me. So yeah, it it, it causes me to to question. That's my own personal bias. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad to see that there are folks who are abiding by the, uh, I'm sort of situated in the center. So you have the enter door, And you have the exit door. So you're able to see. People come in and they abide by, you know, for the most part, they've got their mask on. That's a good thing, you know. Got their mask on. They're coming in the enter door and exiting the exit door. And that's a good thing, you know. You know, and when you think about Kramer, and not Kramer from Seinfeld, this guy, the other Kramer, he was on Squawk in the street. And he figured, you know, I can just make some off-the-cuff comment And then just apologize about it later
2: on. And we should be all good. Earlier today, when I talked to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Squawk on the street, I made a very stupid comment. It was a tongue-in-cheek attempt to make a point about the harsh tone of the negotiations in Washington. But it felt completely flat, and I apologize for that. As I said immediately after the comment, I want to make it clear that I have an incredible amount of respect for both the Speaker and, of course, the office she holds.
0: You know? we should we should be all good just insulting it just yo they just they have no they have no problem just disrespecting women man they 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 don't disrespecting white women so when they do this thing now where it's like oh, you know the the blacks are coming to get you they're coming to the suburbs they're going to you know rape your women and children like you don't even care about your women and children man stop front man you know for a while, they didn't. Even, they wouldn't even let women run marathons. How much your uterus is gonna fall out? So spare me the the. I'm grabbing. I'm upset. You know, I mentioned to someone, yo, know, it's the outrage Olympics, and she said, I don't, I don't really know what you meant by that. Like it's like it's not a competitive sport, and so you have the right and you have the left. You know, the opposing team, the opposing side, political party, whatever you want to call it. Standing on opposite side saying they're outraged and you should condemn this. You should condemn this. And, you know, trying to get each other to condemn. Yo, we should, this should just be like a standard, like this is wrong. Period. Poo. You know, that's it. Don't, you know, don't try to, you should just be able to see that this is wrong. Yo, this is, this is not, this is wrong. Period. Let's move on. (sighs) Poo. You know, and let's not try to, uh, let's not try to normalize, like, ridiculous behavior. It's not. It's not cool. That's not. I'm not going for it. You know? And they're trying to, like, no. So, so, Cap, for two years, for years, I not want say two years, him and, um, Reed protesting. They get blackballed. You know what I mean? Things continue to escalate, bring us to a point where the entire world, not just the U.S., entire world was like yo this is crazy yo this is insane this is insane and it's reached like it reached like the pinnacle the tipping point blew over wow you know what are we doing and and it comes back to um you know you, you stick a microphone in front of
1: Ditka. Joining us now by phone is NFL legend Mike Ditka uh, and former player and coach of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Very fortunate to have you, Coach. Thanks so much for coming on. First question I got for you. Did you even watch yesterday? What were your overall thoughts, Coach?
2: I watched football, but you know, I don't pay much attention to it anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, it was interesting to watch, even before the games, the conversation that I had with another guest is listening to the commentators, you know, former players and coaches that are on these panels before the game gets started. I would say 70% of that was about racism, social injustice, and police brutality, and not even about the game itself, not even about the hype of the game itself, which we've missed for so many months. What were your overall thoughts on that?
2: I agree with you. I agree. With you. Football, football. I mean, it's not a complicated thing. You play the game. You enjoy the game. You don't. You don't let like the game get out of it. It's not for uh, uh, protesting uh, one way or the other, uh, what color you are, what what you think uh, this man, Hey, you play football. That's that it. You know, you're your privilege. You got a gift from God that you can play the game because you got a body you can deal with. I I, I don't really understand uh, what you're protesting. I mean, I would. Uh, I played the game, I coached the game for a long time, and uh, it it makes no sense to me. You ought to get down on your hands and knees and thank God every night that you can make the kind of money you can make playing football or playing any sport. So, I mean, to me, it, it makes no sense. So You got the wrong guy.
1: Well, Coach, just real quick before you go here, look, we are at a different time. It's 2020. We're seeing this now. People not – players not coming out of the locker rooms during the National Anthem. Some, again, protesting during it. You've been around. You are a legend in this sport. Um, did you ever think you'd see a day like this? What does this do to you when you see it?
2: No. No, and I would tell those players, go to another country and play football there. Then you don't have to come out. You don't have to come out for the anthem if you go to another country. You can't. Because the game's only played in this country, and if you can't respect this country, get
0: the hell out of it. Yeah, I understand this. Like, what don't you? What don't you understand? But what, what about the protests? Don't you under you? You don't understand police brutality? Is is, is that hard to understand, or or are you just like so fixated? You think about your personal biases? You know, some about my I have some personal biases. You know. You're so fixated on the way things were, like they should be grateful, you know. They should get down on their knees and thank God that they have a body to play football with. I don't understand the protest. They should, you know, all the money that they're make, making? Like, what why? Like, like what what are, you, what are you taking your personal beliefs and saying, well, this is how I would. You haven't even, like, even tried to put yourself in someone else's shoes. They like said Gandhi would, would sit and he would try to envision what it would be like to be a viceroy. And he put himself, in, you know, in, literally in—this so, is how they walk. Let me, let me walk like this and, and, and try to really, you know, put himself in, in their role. Like, what did, they, what did they feel? What are they feeling? What are they experiencing? What are they going through? Let me just take a minute and just try to think about what that is like. You know, During the interview yesterday with Kevin Edmonds, he said, "Yo, I'm no different than, than, than peanut, you know what I mean?" And he said his wife, for the first time, you know, he had an understanding of what it was like to be a um, was, you know, just the, what, what the challenges are for him. That's a black man in America. You know, see so he's got an Italian sports car and he's about to head out to um head out to work on call you know he's got to go to the hospital or whatever and and you're out driving and you know the lights flash and you go through the same emotions like cuz you you like you immediately think like you see Kev Kev got you know low cut you know what i'm saying he's got like the little the little thing under the, you know, he's got that little that I don't, I don't know what you call that little thing underneath your chin. Just that little patch of hair right there, you know. Not a bear, just the little, the little, you see, you that thing. He's got that thing right there going on. I don't know what you call it. Tell me what the name is, if you know what the name is. I don't know what the name is. So he's got that, but he's got tats. You know, it's cool, brother. He wears glasses, you know. So you might catch me. He might not have glasses on that night or whatever. Um, and you might make assumptions. You know, you pull up on him, and and you know, he's got tattoos on foot. You know, he works out. You know what I'm saying? So now you, mean, he's a, you know he's a big guy. You know, did Not a gynecologist, yo. So you people start making assumptions. Like you roll So you still got all this in the back of his head. Like you shouldn't have to. Like I'm, I'm about to go to work. Like where you headed? I've had people ask me like where I was headed. I was headed to a group home. You know what I mean? At night. Being pulled over one time, and I was trying to decide which which route do do I want to go? Do I want to take the Southern State, or do I want to go, you know, and get on the LIE? So I'm in the I'm in the right lane, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna take the Southern State. So I move over to the left. And I'm like, oh no, they got construction over there. Let me let me move back over. I'm at the light yeah. So this guy pulled me over. He's like, yo, what? Well, uh, you look. Are you okay? Cause you, you you look a little. You make a little sporadic moves. I don't know if you're under the influence. You know where are you headed. I don't know why they ask you, where are you headed? Like, like if you're going to do something, you know, that it's against the law, you know, do you think that you're going to tell them you just want me to talk? You don't really care where I'm headed. So why, why I know you don't care where I'm headed. You know, that's really not a question. So if I say to you, but you can't say like, what difference does it make where I'm headed? Huh? I'm out. Like I'm, I can go wherever, like, you're not going to, like, what? you would be upset. You just want me to talk. You want to get a feel. So just say that. Like, why are we playing this game, officer? Like, why don't you ask me? Come up with something. You all right? Tonight, where, where are you headed? Where are you headed? Duh, to your mama's house. I'm going I'm going to your mama's house. You know, she, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be right, right? That would be like, yo, why are you talking about my mama? I can see him getting upset. Yeah, I can see you. Why are you asking me something stupid? Like, where am I headed? Like, what? Does it make a difference where I'm at it? No, it doesn't make a difference. You just want to hear me talk. You want to try to figure out whether or not I'm under the influence. Okay, I get it. I'll play along. Where are you going? You know, so he's going to work, you know? And so now, it just I can imagine, like, he's a doctor? This black guy? This black guy's a doctor? Like, how did... It, what the... My God, what the... F- and I think some people really... Like, if you're a racist you would you cuz you come immediately with your own your own personal biases cuz you you probably have never really that, inter- interacted with a with a black person before your whole you know you're just going off of what trump says on tv about black people you know and he's never interacted with any black people the only people he's interacted with, with black is is movie stars or, or or people that he felt you know has got some sort of power and and monsters, but that's not, that's not everyday black people, you know what I mean, I've interacted with, with a wide range of, of cultures, people from different ethnic groups, yo, yeah. but some people have not, have not met a black person, not talked to a black person, so they don't, they don't have a frame of reference, they, 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 they don't know, all they know is, is what they've seen on MTV, you know, or whatever they see on TV or from the movies or whatever. That's their, that's their frame of reference. You know, <laughs> that's not real. It's not real. It's, 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 you know, it's all for show. So they don't know, you know, so you pull up and it's like, oh, is it doctor? They have black people who are doctors? That's why I think it's so important to bring on a diverse group of people on the show. So people can see a wide range of individuals that are in the running and endurance communities. You know, like you, you, you think you talk about like mindset, like, yo, how, you, how did you do that? You know, just in competing, the discipline that it takes, you know, the mental discipline that it takes to to say, yo, I've got three disciplines that I need to train for, for this race. In addition to, you know, your, 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 your nine to five, your job, you know, and now you're doing this training. And you know he's an avid reader. He said he picked up this book. You know he didn't pick it away. He said his wife gave it to him, and he had the book for like a decade. <laughs> he said he had the book for a decade. Like, why am I telling you? You gonna still tweet. you got to tune. You got to listen to him tell the story. He said he had the book for a decade, yo. And then he finally picked it up and um, started reading it. Dean, ultramarathoner. We had Ferg Hawk on. On the show, Ferg came second, and a couple of ultra marathons, marathons to to Dean, you know. It's like, dang. and so just having the opportunity to sit down and talk to Ferg, Hulk, um, we in Canada in Vancouver. Dean Kanasis, he's he's, he's 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 a badass, you know. This guy's this guy's running for hours, you know, just 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 feeling the pain and keep going. Like, how much longer do I have to go? And you're just finding out, like, yo. He didn't, uh, kept said, yo, I didn't like running, man. I had this book. I picked up this book. After reading this book, I got inspired, figured out, you know, I'm going to go for a run. And he went for a run, and he was out, and he realized, yo, I'm, wait a second, how, how, long, I, how long have I been out Nah. I had to call my wife, and, you know, they, they found him underneath a, um like, a rickety church building or whatever, and uh, I was like, yo, how, how long have you been running? Have been running since his morning.' It's like, yeah, I guess, you know, eight hours later, (laughs) that was his first run. It just, it just, it becomes like meditative, you know, you're out there and you're you're in the zone and you're just thinking you're you're alone with your thoughts and you're just going, you know, I used to walk from, to see how far, um, how long I could walk and to be able to go through, I would, you know, we used to play, I used to play ball in, in Harlem, 116th Street. And they said yo, so let, me, let me save my token. How much is a token? What are you gonna give with a token or whatever? But I wanna see what different communities look like. So, walking from 116th Street in Harlem down town, you, you know, you go through different neighborhoods and come all the way across the bridge. Yo, that's a nice little walk you know you're walking you and you're seeing so many different things and you're encountering so many different people and you're seeing how oh oh this neighborhood switch you can you can tell the changes in the neighborhood the, the people and it's like oh man this is okay you see how other people live and before you know it it's like how many hours I don't even think I had a watch I didn't know what time it was and they have a cell phone so you're just out and about you know you pop into a store and you check the time it's like oh okay oh wow yo as long as I get home before it's dark, I'm good. You know, as long as I get home before I'm dark, I'm good, man. You know? And so that's 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 where we are. You know, you, you think about the promises and uh, continual promises. We got healthcare yet? This, this thing? He's been promising this for a minute. Like, this has been an ongoing thing. And you think about, like, herd mentality. People are buying into this thing like, yo, They sipping the Kool-Aid. You talking about Jim Jones. This is cultish. This is this is cultish behavior. This is almost it's not as bad as Peloton. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not Peloton is not as bad as that, but but yo, this is this is this is cultish freakish behavior, man. This is. Yeah. Listen. You tell somebody that you could do this, I'm gonna do this thing for you, I'm for you, a billionaire. A billionaire. You tell me this guy couldn't relate to you, <laughs> and you you don't think something is up. You don't think something is up. He he can't relate to you. He's just selling y'all a dream. But um, yo, y'all enjoy the dream, and uh, whatever y'all got going on today, <laughs> this time, for real, for real, for real. Y'all make it a good one.
2: Peace. Yeah. Uh-huh.